an hour of truth for the battered but proud people of the Empire State. From the financial and entertainment epicenter of New York City to the sleeping and empty small cities and towns of upstate, which once bustled with manufacturing, mining, and farming. We all know from inspiration, history, and nature, we deserve a return to the success and growth of generations past, a birthright being squandered by corruption in Albany, and the depredations of an insecure, scheming mountebank posing as governor, who loathes both us and himself. As liberty beckoned to enslaved peoples behind the Iron Curtain via American broadcasts after World War II, we now say, believe, rise, and join us. Welcome to Radio Free New York. Hey guys, welcome to Radio Free New York. I'm your host, Andrew Hollister, and we've got Bob Savage with us. We indeed do. That would be me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, Bob, you were telling me just before uh, just before we jumped on the air here that today is Victory Over Japan Day. Yeah, the official VJ Day. Uh, a lot of people um, classify the end of uh, World War II as when the uh, Japanese surrendered, which was after the bombing of uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki in August. But it wasn't official until the uh, signing of the instrument of surrender on board the battleship USS Missouri in Tokyo Bay. That took place today, 75 years ago, uh, September 2nd, 1945. And at that time, President Truman declared September 2nd to be the official VJ Day. A lot of controversy uh, over the years, too, about, uh, about, you know, of course, the dropping of the atomic bomb. But uh, I, I think I just want to pass along a couple quick paragraphs here to folks so that they appreciate why that decision was taken. On August 15th and 16th, which would be after the two atomic bombs had been dropped, Japanese soldiers started to commit suicide. Well over 100 American POWs were murdered. In addition, many Australian and British prisoners of war were murdered in Borneo at both Ranau and Sandakan by the Imperial Japanese Army. At Batu Lintang Camp, also in Borneo, death orders were found proposing the murder of 2,000 POWs and civilian internees on September 15, 1945. But the camp was liberated four days before these orders were due to be carried out. Uh, before the bombs were dropped, Allied commanders had marshaled three-quarters of a million troops for a ground invasion of Japan, giving the increasingly bloody fight-to-the-death resistance of Japanese forces. The closer Allied troops came to the home islands at Okinawa and Iwo Jima, the universal kamikaze resistance, which had been ordered to any invasion, which included women, children, and the elderly, and the spirit expressed by the pre-invasion song, 100 Million Souls for the Emperor, it was anticipated that as many as a third of the Allied invasion force, remember that's three-quarters of a million, would not survive or would not come back whole. The war itself was expected by U.S. commanders to last until late 1946 or even 1947. Uh, hence, even though in President Truman's words, the atomic bomb was, quote, the most terrible thing ever discovered, the chilling cost of failing to use it made its use necessary. So, 75 years ago, folks, great, wow. uh, great, great valor on the part of our troops. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's, uh, it's, it's good and important to just stop and reflect on that, that part of history. So, yeah. War is hell, you know? Yeah, uh, no, it's, it's not a good thing. You know, and, and sometimes I hear people talk about, you know, civil war in, in our country. You know, and they talk about, you know, civil war is brewing and... Um, and, and it, it could be that that's a possibility. The further the left and right divide, 
the nation and the media just really kind of drives that wedge with all sorts of different issues. Um, that, that could be the case, but I always try to like caution people and, and say, Hey, you know, especially those that feel like really zealous and, and seem to be excited about it. You know, they're they're, like excited to see a civil war happen in our nation. And I, I tell them, I say, you know, talk to somebody who's been in war, you know, look, look at the history books, look at the pictures of the aftermath. Um, I, I really hope that our nation doesn't have to go through something like that because it, it would be. It would be terrible. It would be devastating. People's homes, families, lives ripped apart. War is uh, war is one of those things that would be really nice to not have. Yeah, you know, we've tried uh, tried everything we possibly can think of in recent modern history to, you know, the, the head off war. And I think it's just kind of in human nature. I think you always have some some people who just have to control and oppress others uh there's reasons behind that that we could talk about for the next three or four hours which you don't have and i don't either uh but uh basically i i think lots of times it comes down to lack of talent or initiative so it has to be stolen from someone else who needs to be repressed it's uh, it's the same instinct that propels people to rob other people and so ideologically that's the kind of thing that happens on the world stage and human history, if you look at it, is just this constant cycle of uh, repression, uh, you know, and then rebellion, and then the establishment of a, of a, you know, some some kind of a um, a people's government which protects freedoms to some degree. But that just sets the stage for the next cycle of authoritarian repression and uh, and resulting war. And uh, I, I don't know where that comes from. I guess it's uh, because there are good people and there are evil people in the world. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And it always seems to be that uh, selfish people who really love power find themselves in that position. <laughs> you know, they, they've got that, uh, I guess, that drive, that aspiration, and, and that's their goal. And somehow they, they find themselves there based on that. For, for, for my money, what I always look for, the signal that I, I look for to find out whether somebody is coming from an evil place or not, is the absence of truth. Or, the, uh, it, or to kick it up another notch, uh, you know, willful deceit, where you're being lied to. When people tell lies, lies are evil. And w- I'm trying to look objectively at what, uh, you know, anybody who wants to wield authority and power over others in our country at the state, federal, or local, uh, you know, uh, at those levels. Just look for, look for lies. Look for things that are clearly not true, that are obviously, that don't make sense. Uh, we've been giving a lot of this lately, and I think people have just about had it. Yeah, yeah, and and you don't have to look very far to, no, to find we, we the all, lies. We, we all mean, know we know what we're talking about here, folks. I yeah. mean, yeah, I mean, look look at look at the burning of the cities and uh, the the stupid things that we're told that we have to believe, and those who want to shut down freedom of expression and people who want to forcibly impose their ideas on others. These are the deceivers. These are those uh, that we do not want to give power to. And we must not give power to in November. 
Yeah, and I, I think it's really important to emphasize, too, that sometimes I, I feel it's really easy for us to look at um, kind of those top-of-the-ticket people who are doing this, you know, talk about, you know, presidential, governor, that sort of thing. But there are a lot of other people that we need to be looking at just as skeptically. Um, you know, your town council people, your city council people, your county legislative, county exec, your judges, they're going to make decisions in courts, um, even people on your zoning board who are going to determine what you can and cannot do with your home. You know, all, all of these things. You need to be asking yourself the same question. I know sometimes people get um, really stuck into the idea of, well, it's this person who's running this thing. Um, but there's a lot of local issues that do the same thing. They take away your freedoms. They take away your liberties, different ordinances and things that gets passed. Um, you really, really got to pay attention to that stuff. Otherwise, you wake up one morning and there's just a little less freedom there for you. Or in some cases, a lot less. Yeah, and actually, you know, you bring up an excellent point, and that is the place where you can really affect the biggest change by direct action is in local elections. That's why you really have to, you know, I, I know I know you want to watch America's Got Talent. But what you really need to be doing is get out of the Barca lounger and go down to the town board meeting or the zoning board meeting. The, the, this is where the decisions that are made that most impact your life. And these are the people that you can most effectively campaign against. It's really hard to get a member of Congress to do something for you. If you're not, if you're not connected, if you're not, you know, to have a lobbyist who's speaking for you, and let's face it, you know, individuals don't. We're, we're the, the one constituency that national politicians have that is not represented by lobbyists. All we have, the only real leverage that we have is our votes. And, and, and we know we know what the participation rate is in national elections. It's not good, uh, especially when you're talking about national offices you know, for Congress or for Senate, and there's a primary involved. I mean, those, those turnouts are laughably low. So, you know, get involved in government and start, uh, start making uh, – oh, yeah, especially the school board. Oh, my gosh. School boards – the, the school public schools are out of control they really are uh the 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 dopey curricula and the lies that the kids are being force fed i mean these these educrats are turning our kids into little automatons with this indoctrination conveyor belt that they're running so get involved in your kids school know what they're being taught it's vitally important yeah yeah and kind of like what we were talking about you know going to these meetings it's not like a sexy, fun thing to do, you know, but you got to carve the time out on a Tuesday night or a Thursday night. Get out there, go talk to these people, talk about what they're doing and let them know if they're not doing the right thing, you're going to vote them out because if you don't, who will? Guys, you're listening to Radio Free New York. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. 
They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovation should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. You're listening to Radio Free New York. Hey guys, welcome back to Radio Free New York. I'm your host, Andrew Hollister. Got Bob Savage here with us. And uh, Bob, I don't I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, Cuomo sent a SWAT team to contain COVID at a college campus. Did you Good. hear about this? Oh, my gosh. Finally, at last. I mean, these college kids are maniacs. They're going to kill all of us. Because, you know, I mean, as you know, I mean, Andy said it himself. If you don't wear a mask, you could, you could kill someone. Yeah, and yeah. So, so it's about time somebody stepped up and told these little beer-swilling snowflakes on school on campuses that they have to start wearing masks and stop being college kids here he is you don't wear a mask for yourself you wear a mask to protect me that's right I wear a mask to protect you that's okay you could literally kill someone because you didn't want to wear a mask there it is there you go i mean he knows i mean this is this is our our, our dear leader Yep, yep. So, I mean, all this time, Cuomo's been talking about taking action. Now, now apparently, we can combat COVID with a SWAT team. I, I didn't know that we could do this. Oh, yeah. And, Absolutely. You know, well, you know, so why why haven't we been doing it? We should have just sent SWAT teams all over the state. COVID would have been set in a week. Good to go. Um, yeah, no, this, this is crazy. It, I mean, it reads almost like a fake news article. It's actually a press release from the governor's website. Oh, by the way, did you happen to see the the uh, picture? There's an online picture of him out walking a dog with uh, no mask on, and he's yeah. standing like you know four feet from some woman who is wearing a mask. Yeah, it. You know this this whole entire government response to COVID um, is frustrating on so many levels, but definitely one of the things that tops it for me is high level government officials like Governor Cuomo, who are saying this is what you must do. And then turning around and doing something totally the opposite and then just kind of making not even really making up excuses, not even acknowledging that he's not following his own recommendations. He's not following his own rules. Um, it is rules for us, not rules for the elite. And mm -hmm. you saw that with the VMA. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's what we call hypocrisy. And the, the, and again, hearkening back to the first segment of this program, when we talked about if you want to know where evil lives, look for lies. Lies are the uh, that that's that's the advancing uh, in the in the vanguard of evil. You always find lives being muscularly imposed, and uh, so hypocrisy is a form of that. So when it's uh, you know Nancy Pelosi can get her hair done, and she can uh, do whatever she wants to do in her personal life. Uh, and uh, you got the Governor Cuomo, one set of rules for you, one set of rules for the elites who support me. Uh, that's hypocrisy, and that's evil. Yeah, and it's just like the people of New York should demand better. That, that, that I think, is, is very important. The people of New York should call this out for what it is and say, stop 
stop enforcing things that you won't do yourself. It, plain and simple. Um, I see Garrett here on YouTube actually mentioned that he also sent a SWAT team to Chautauqua County because there was an outbreak at a food producer. So, so it seems that this isn't the first time Cuomo has done this. And um, it, it's pretty interesting here. I just wanted to share with you guys the information because they published this very proudly on the governor's website, um, saying that he deployed a SWAT team to SUNY Onyata um, to contain a COVID-19 cluster that has developed there. Yeah, let, State- let, let, let's, let's be really clear about this for a minute. If you're thinking that there's like 200 kids, I think it's about it's about that now on SUNY Onyata. Uh, if you're thinking there's 200 sick kids, you know, who are like in the hospital or in the college infirmary or whatever, and they they're they're you know on IV fluids and stuff, they're not even sick. They're asymptomatic. They just tested positive. Yeah, yeah, that's and that's the thing. And, no and hospitalizations, that's... no deaths. There's no real problem here. It's just this, whenever you hear the term cases, oh my gosh, cases are exploding on college campuses. Now, what that means is tests are showing positives. The test positive test result nationally for COVID is 1.33% as of yesterday. 1.33%. Yeah, yeah. So so here's here's what's coming to this college campus, or already came. 71 contact tracers, 8 case investigators, and they're opening up a... Uh, a three free rapid testing site um, or no three. Okay. They just put a comma in a weird place. Um, they're, they're opening up three testing sites in the city and they'll give you your results within 15 minutes. So he, here's the thing. That's, that's great. And everything um, that they're opening up the testing sites, that's only going to increase the positive result numbers, which we know that's, that's just what's going to happen here. But I don't know how many students actually tested positive, but can you imagine what this is going to cost us? 71 contact tracers, eight case investigators, and a SWAT team of unknown size. What what this is going to cost the taxpayers? Um, and also, is it going to be effective? And the answer is no, it's, it's not going to be effective. Um, if anything, this just feels like another media stunt by the governor. Well, of course it is. And he relishes this control that he has over us, that he's he's using COVID, of course, obviously, as the vehicle by which he imposes all these ridiculous arbitrary rules, like 5% levels on college campuses. And, you know, where, where did that number come from? I suspect it's probably pulled out of thin air. And yeah. now, I don't know if you noticed this in the, the news coverage this morning, now he's promulgating rules about hay rides mm. and apple yeah. picking and other fall activities in in upstate new york we don't need to have rules about hay rides i mean oh my gosh leave us the hell alone already yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, how many people are going to get sick on a hay ride but he, he's just like totally immersed in this this is his new this is his new role it's not leading the state. It's not helping rebuild the economy. It's not getting jobs back. It's not getting kids back in school. It's not allowing businesses to reopen uh, or, or to survive. No, it's just that this willy-nilly, arbitrary, let's pick some more categories. Uh, how about, why don't we have some rules about going out for a walk? 
Well, going out for a walk, if you live in a community of more than 25,000, here's the social distancing that you must, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. No, no, it really is. And, and here's the thing. I want to clarify for everybody why this is not going to make a difference. All right. Why Cuomo sending this SWAT team to this school with their contact tracers and their case investigators and all of this, why this isn't going to make a difference? Because the school already shut down. The school shut down for a mandatory minimum of two weeks to to prevent any further spread. So the idea that the state is going to then send in a SWAT team and all these other people is really a moot point because the whole school is basically self-quarantining for the next 14 days. So this is this is just a power trip. This is a media trick. Um, it just just a waste of resources to make it look like, yeah, something's going on and we need to do you know more and we are doing something. It's just to pretend that something's happening. And uh, but you know what I found was pretty interesting is they reiterated um, what the COVID uh, guidelines are for the campuses, and within a two week period, if a school has five percent um, test their positive for COVID mm-hmm. or a hundred individuals that test positive for COVID. That's when they go into that two-week quarantine with all online classes, the whole everything, and then the health department like determines whether or not they can reopen. So here's the thing: what about schools that have like, you know, tens of thousands of students? A hundred cases is way less than five percent. Right. Yet they're gonna shut down the whole campus because of that. It's just, oh, no, you know, it just the, goes the, to show. They're arbitrary. I mean, the 5%, I, I, I would submit to you, the 5% has no basis in, in science or in fact. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. There's there's just no way. They just came up with a number. And I think we talked about this, maybe it was Monday, I think. We talked about how if they actually had real numbers backed by science, it would make sense. You know, they could say something like, yeah, you know, we found we did these infectious disease studies, and we found that once three percent of the population um, gets something, it spreads at like an exponentially higher rate, or something like that. Like there is science out there that they could actually look at and discover and tell us truthfully what those numbers are. Yeah, I just uh, I got a text here, by the way. Where's the Where's the SWAT team for the rioters in New York mm. City? Yeah, yeah, isn't that a question? Well, funny you should bring that up because. We're going to take a break. When we come back, um, there's a new poll by the Manhattan Institute that talks about nearly half of New York City thinks it's headed in the wrong direction. So I'm going to tell you guys about that poll. There's some interesting numbers in here I want to share with you guys. We'll talk about that and more on Radio Free New York. Reminder from Abate Monroe County. American bikers aim toward education. Distracted driving is dangerous, so pull over and eat. Don't try to read your mail and newspaper and stay off your cell phone. Make a mental note to be more alert, making it a habit to expect the unexpected. Remember to look twice. Save a life. Train yourself to watch for motorcycles which are harder to see. Join Abate and your family will be protected with a free $4,000 accident policy. Ride safe. 
Ride free, ride often. Abate if you ride, ride with us. Google Abate Monroe County. You're listening to Radio Free New York. All right. Welcome back to Radio Free New York. I'm your host, Andrew Hollister. And I've got this poll taken by the Manhattan Institute and uh, finds that almost half of the people in New York City think it's headed in the wrong direction. Yeah, and, the, the bad news about that is the other half think it's it's great. The, yeah. the other half think that it's, it hasn't gone far enough in the new direction. So that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like this, this interesting thing, right? That's not quite half yet. Um, it says uh, they have here that 46% of the population in New York City, this is all five boroughs, and they said it was almost perfectly split across all five boroughs. Um, that 46% are saying, yeah, New York City is going the right way. It's going in the right direction. While another 42% say, nope, we're headed in the wrong direction. Isn't that mind-blowing to you? It is to me. I, I, how, how more than one one-thousandth of 1% could think that New York City was in a good place right now uh, is, is astonishing. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's one of those things that... Uh, it certainly surprises you, but I got to say, I think these numbers are probably higher than normal. You know, if you were to look at, say, like the gubernatorial election, um, I think a lot of New York City was not a lot, but an overwhelming majority of New York City was kind of on the same page, whereas now they're seeing government response to COVID. Um, they're seeing what's happening. They're seeing their shops being shut down. Um, I, I saw this this picture of what I guess was a McDonald's. I couldn't even tell that it was a McDonald's. It was like boarded up, graffiti all over it, just like trash everywhere. Um, and they're like, yeah, this was a McDonald's like just a few months ago. Yeah, I don't know if that's the one. I, it, 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 there's a lot of McDonald's in Manhattan, but I know the one, the big one that operates 24 hours a day in Times Square is closed. Mm, yeah, yeah. And Times Square is was probably one of the most busy places Maybe in the United States, I don't know. You know, it's very, very busy place. A lot of people in and out. A lot of oh, tourism. it's unbelievable. I, I, I don't know if you've been down there, you know, in recent years, but it's this huge tour. Well, up to now, it has been this huge tourist attraction where it's actually you're walking along Seventh Avenue there. It's difficult to get through there. It's, you kind of oh, yeah. have to, you kind of have to, you know, shoulder your way through and make your way in between. There's these uh, these photo op points where people are taking pictures. Excuse me. And, uh, and you know, I mean, you just kind of like have to navigate around all these people who are taking selfies, taking pictures of family. I mean, it is it was jamming and uh, and really cool in so many ways with all the various different stores there. Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. And so I, I look at that and I go, you know, wow, this this picture that I'm looking at just it looks like a third world country is what it looks like. Yeah. And that's like, it's a McDonald's in New York City. Well, this is why you got bike lanes now. Where Everywhere you go in New York State, you got the liberals have decreed that bicycles have the same access to, to uh, roads and intermingle with motorized transportation that's going four times the speed of the bicycles because they want everybody to slow down. And what they basically want is American cities to look like Mumbai. You know, where you got uh, people and bicycles with straw hats, 
you know, with little jingle bells going. Uh, and, and uh, I mean, what's next? Ox carts? If the liberals have their way, that's what our cities will look like. Filthy, overcrowded, everybody works where they, you know, where they live. And, uh, and meanwhile, the countryside is owned by the elites. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's certainly um, what what is happening, and especially when we talked about, uh, I think, once again, on Monday, we talked about how people are fleeing New York City like crazy right now. Like, the sales in the suburban counties outside of New York City are up, in some cases, over 100%. Sales in Manhattan are down, I think it was either 48 or 50%. Um, like, yeah, that's happening. So, so here's the interesting thing about this study. So only 42% of the people in New York City think that they're heading in the wrong direction. But when they asked everybody, well, what's your biggest worry about New York City right now? Once again, this is the five boroughs. This is where this poll is done. 22%, which is the highest percentage here, say the economy is the number one worry on their mind. And before I go on to the next one, I want to remind everybody that the economy would be booming right now, not for any other reason other than not COVID, but the government's response to COVID is the only reason that people would be worrying about the economy right yes. now. Yes. Yeah, the government is, is imposing the misery on people. Yeah. The, the, sure. the, the shutdown is is creating far more mischief and more trouble and uh, and more death and more illness and more destruction than the stupid virus, which is dissipating rapidly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in states like Texas, hospitalizations are down 87%. In the southwest, you know, New Mexico, Arizona, similar gigantic drops in the incidence of cases. This thing is over. What we need to do is open up the economy, let people get back to work, back to school, and to allow uh, freedoms to, you know, to be reestablished. But you, you notice that the the government uh, elites and their lapdogs in the media are pushing this new normal notion because they want people to believe that from now on, from this point forward, we're always going to be walking around in masks and government's going to be able to tell us what we can do and when. It's got yeah. to stop. And, uh, you know... I don't want to go too far here. This is your show. <laughs> no, that's fine. So, so guess guess what number two is, Bob? Just just a percentage left or a percentage less. Twenty one percent of the people in New York City say, "What do you think is their next number one concern besides the economy?" Uh, in New York City, um, I, boy, I, I I don't I don't know. You tell me. Crime. Well, yeah, yeah, that's terrible. Yep. 175% yeah. increase in shootings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So so the things that we've been talking about quite quite a bit here on this show, economy, crime, yep, the people in New York City, that's that's making up the, the top two items that they're most concerned about. Then then they've got um, two more. They're, well, they're before, you, before you move on, this is a little confusing because aren't these the people who, who wanted to defund police? Well, it's interesting. So they actually talk about that. We could we could skip just a little bit ahead to that um, because they did do a survey or, or a part of this poll. They did ask about the police approval rating. Fifty three percent approve of the police. Forty percent don't. So, well, that kind what, of. Yeah. What, what interesting says, there. Yeah. What this says to me is it depends on how you ask the question. So that that's why you have these seeming inconsistencies. 
Yeah. Uh, because I'm, I'm sure that there's some figure that matches that in terms of, do you think that we should defund the police? Uh, and uh, sorry about the squeaking headphones here. I don't know what's going on. But, uh, yeah, uh, the, 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 these polls, you know, you can just say anything you want to in a poll, I guess. Yep. That's what yep. it comes down to. So I mean, Joe, I... Bi- Joe Biden is still leading President Trump, although by a narrowing margin. And uh, I just want to point out, by the way, and not to change the subject real quick, but as long as we're talking about it, isn't it interesting how the presidential polls have stopped? Hmm. Oh, see, I didn't know that. What? Uh, yeah, yeah. When was the last one you heard about? Huh? Yeah, it's been a little while. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, you know that screaming from every, uh, like, uh, you know, tree-hugging tree uh, top, uh, that the left would be saying that, uh, you know, Biden is trouncing Trump in polls if they were favorable to Biden. So I guess what we're doing is we're just suppressing that because we don't want to hear that. Yeah, no, that's that's true. So they also asked about de Blasio's favorability rating and Cuomo's favorability rating. De Blasio only has a 45% approval rating. What? <laughs> yeah, it's that high, surprisingly. Um, you know, with uh, 46% saying they, they disapprove of him. So that will be interesting. I, I don't know if anybody's running against him when he's up for election, but... That, that seems like there's a possibility he may lose that position. I I don't know. I, I couldn't even tell you when that election's going to happen. I'm so, astounded that de Blasio has a 45% approval rating. Yeah. yeah. That tells this you everything next, you need to know about that poll. Oh, yeah. Well, this next one I hope you're sitting down for, Bob. because <laughs> Here it comes. Here it comes. Uh, Governor Cuomo, according to this poll, in New York City, the five boroughs of New York City, has a 73% approval rating. Yeah, he does. His uh, response to COVID. He has, yeah, he has been very muscularly promoted by the national media about his, his, his COVID response. Yeah. And among liberals, he has a huge uh, approval rating. Uh, yeah, among yeah. He's non- writing a book about it. He's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, among non-liberals, his approval rating is like absolute zero yeah yeah no for sure so so guys you are listening to radio free new york we're gonna take a break when we come back i gotta tell you a little bit about the sat and act scores in california court case just wrapped up could impact us here in new york at some point in time so we'll talk about that in a moment when we come back on radio free new york Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website there hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals but don't take my word for it they've won the best in rochester eight years in a row and have an a-plus better business bureau rating if your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals give the professionals at simple tech innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182 that's 585-200-3182 simple tech innovations 
Radio Free New York. All right. Welcome back to Radio Free New York. I'm your host, Andrew Hollister. I want to give you guys a shout out here in the live stream. I see you guys are uh, putting in some comments. So I just want to thank you guys for listening. I see uh, we've got Steven in here, Garrett, Drew, Tim, Nathan, Jay. Um, guys, thanks so much for participating in the show. I see uh, see a bunch of you guys are in there. Um, interesting, Nathan on YouTube mentions that um, the RAs are also threatening to strike over at uh, SUNY Anyada. So um, kind of interesting thing there. I would, I would definitely be interested in hearing a little bit more about that because, yeah, there's, there's just a lot going on, guys. Isn't it great how the uh, government handling of COVID is producing so much peace and harmony? Everybody's just getting along so much better, yeah. and you know, yeah. Where it's not, it's not like you know the issues are multiplying or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. If if you looked at the beginning of 2020 and thought that government would be the solution to virtually any problem, I hope that you're kind of reconsidering that point of view and thinking that, wow, I've watched government be in charge, totally in charge for what close to seven months now. And things are not getting more peaceful. The economy is not exploding with jobs. Um, you know, homelessness isn't getting fixed. And a whole bunch of other things. Healthcare isn't getting any better. Crime's not getting any better. Uh, if you think total government control or more government control is the answer to our issues, I'm going to point to the year 2020 and say, guys, we've got fact and proof right here. It does not make things better. You know, the amazing thing about this is how well things are going in spite of the government trampling on our rights and keeping the economy throttled back artificially for no good reason. I mean, August was an incredible month for your investments. You know, yeah. what, what the, the stock market did and everything else. People are people are loving their, uh, you know, their 401ks. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and. You know, we we need to give a little bit of credit to the things that nobody gets a chance to see, which is, you know, despite government overreach and government restrictions, um, the black market is out there thriving very well. And that's where people are going for their income, you know, and that's where they're going to shop and that's where they're going to spend their money. Because while government's shutting stuff down, people are still finding ways around the government um, to spend their money, to make their money, to get the products that they need. Um, it's, it's happening. So uh, government control can only go so far. People will still find a way. Vitally important for you to get out and vote. Vitally important because you know, you know, there's going to be massive voter fraud going on. The, uh, the Democrats are going to be using this mail-in ballot thing to try to delay a decisive outcome to the, uh, to the election. You know that was it 44% of Democrats plan to vote by mail, whereas 10% of Republicans will vote in person, will vote rather in by mail, and all the rest of them will vote in person. So you know what that's going to mean. All, all the Democrats are going to mail their ballots in on Election Day. And you're going to have massive rejection of a lot of these mail-in ballots. So they're going to they're gonna try to cast, you know, any victory by Trump in doubt. Yeah, no, for sure. And that's that's absolutely going to happen. I, I think that with everything that's happened this year, we can't expect anything different. You know, we can't expect politics has been so bad. The government response to coronavirus has made it even worse. 
you know, those two sides, the right and the left, they got along okay for about six and a half days in the beginning of coronavirus when they thought this was going to be really serious. And then once they realized that they could use the rest for control and political gain, you know, the, the, the machines just spun right up again and they just started going after each other. And everything since then has really been just political gain for the wealthy elites, rules that apply to us, but not them and, and everything in between. And that's, that's why they're pushing the, the COVID test results so hard because it's going to be such a hard grab for money from the federal government state by state where they say well we had more cases so we need more funds and they're using that as the excuse to cover up their awful budgeting their the deficits that they've had the debt that they've ran this state and other states into they're going to try to blame it on covid these problems existed way before covid did and it wasn't covid's fault it was the government's response that created this did not you the see, virus itself. speaking of andy cuomo did you see he asks he's demanding that the federal government give him 59 billion dollars <laughs> wow yeah and by, 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 he's already divvied that up by the way he knows how he's going to spend it i'm sure 30 does. billion of the 59 billion goes to state government oh that's mm-hmm. great yeah let's uh, let's make sure that we you know waste fritter away more money uh, yep. Through the state, and then I think like fifteen billion goes to New York City, because there's a lot of Democrats down there. So you know yep. you got to we got to have our tribal politic payback, and and I think that upstate New York, the town and local uh, you know local and county governments get five billion out of fifty nine yeah. billion. Yep. The counties get five billion, well, sixty two counties. That thirty billion that you mentioned, I mean that that's a very important number because. That's pretty close to the deficit that New York State was running. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that convenient? Except yeah, for if, if you talk to, to Andy and his clowns, they say it's nine point five billion, which I don't think oh, anybody. Really? I don't think that Alfie the sheepdog believes that. No, I don't think so. Because Cuomo himself said it was fifteen billion a few months ago. Where where did all the money come from? Well, you know, money doesn't even exist. Interesting point that you make there, because you know the truth of the matter is. Actually, these blue states, I mean, they're doing pretty well. Uh, the, you know, the stock market is up. So their you know, pension investments and everything else are doing, are doing great. Their tax receipts are su- doing surprisingly well, not as well as they would if they would open up the economy in their states because you, people are a bunch of dummies. But really, the, the, don't cry any tears for the blue states because they're doing pretty well. Yeah, and and once again, that that's to the credit of the hardworking people who get up and go to work every day and provide a product or a service that generates tax revenue that the government then takes out of their paychecks. And uh, yeah, I I think that someday it would it would be you know it would be really cool to put all these elected officials through a year in our shoes where they have to get up and work an actual job and have a boss who could just like fire them for not being good at their job. Well, the problem would be they'd be fired on day two. So, Oh, I know. Yeah. Then we'd have to make them try that. Then like part of that study would be, they'd then have to try to actually get a job 
in this economy with their limited skills and they're like, you know, it, it would just be hilarious. Like I'd love to see like the daily YouTube episode on that of just like, you know, Andrew Cuomo sitting there in New York city saying like, yeah, I don't have any marketable skills. I, I never really did any like thing in business before. I don't even know how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like how am I going to get by, <laughs> you know, it's just, I don't know. It would be interesting for sure. So, but they they will just continue to live off of our paycheck and our tax dollars. That's how it's going to be. Well, you know, I mean, what you got to do is you got to you got to decide what your what your uh, red line is going to be that you're not going to let them step over. You're going to have to set limits on what you're going to allow government to do, and then you're going to have to be willing to pay whatever cost it is to you know to to affect change. Yeah. Sorry yeah. to tell you this, but. You know, I mean, war is hell, as we as we indicated early in the show. Yeah, no, absolutely. That that can't uh, that that resonates for sure. So, guys, I know I mentioned that we we're going to talk about um, SAT and ACT tests in California, and we do not have enough time to do that today. <laughs> so uh, maybe tomorrow I'll I'll uh, pass this along. Uh, to Kevin. Maybe Kevin will pick it up. If not, we'll, we'll talk about it next week. But uh, yeah, there's some interesting things going on that could change how colleges can and cannot accept students uh, for admission anymore. I'll give you a hint. It's got to do with uh, being less privileged and disabled. So there's my teaser. Don't know when it's coming up. We'll talk about it, though. Thank you so much for joining me on Radio Free New York. Radio Free New York.